Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dreamer Talks. My name is Abby Volkovich, and I'm your host. It is my job on this podcast to introduce you to dreamers from many different fields and walks of life. It is important to note that we can learn many things from the people we surround ourselves with. This is why I have ventured out to interview dreamers who are willing to share their journey with us. And today, we're joined with my awesome sister, Galia Volkovich. Hey, so, uh, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is going to be weird because we don't speak in English to each other. Yeah, we, we usually speak in Spanish to each other. Uh, <laughs> and to that point, you know, I'm originally Mexican, so it's about time. Uh, you already met, if you've been following the episodes, my brother. He was on a previous episode, so about time that you also meet my sister the better sibling okay we'll get into that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and then um eventually down the line i will also have a episode with my parents either individually or together we'll see uh anyway so the episode right now what i want to focus on is you know this whole notion of dreaming and pursuing passions and following the things you know all the synonyms of such uh in order for that to occur there has to be a certain type of background, certain type of upbringing in order for that to happen. So I figured who better to talk about mine and her uh, upbringing uh, than my sister because we uh, grew up together uh, with an amazing parent. So in a way, this episode is a big thank you to our parents yeah, for and sure. uh, for the good and the bad. Uh, los amo. <laughs> um, all right. So. Galia, the question is... Um, Bring it on. <laughs> we moved at a very young age to Canada. Yeah. Right? From Mexico to Canada. I was four. You were six. I was six. Correct. Uh, how do you think this big decision that we had no control over affected our lives in the way we see uh, decision-making and goals? Um... Well, firstly, it's not until recently that I realized how much of a decision that must have been for mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Like they literally picked up their lives and just left, especially coming from a Jewish Mexican family. (laughs) Uh, Any other Jewish Mexicans or Latin Jews know how intense Jewish families can be, especially Latin ones. Yeah, when you mix the Latin culture with the Jewish culture, you get a very, very... It's like double the food... And when that comes to Jews, that's a lot of food. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not complaining. We love food. Yeah, it's great Um, food. But it's also a very tight-knit community. No, yeah, that's what I meant. It's very, very, very Mm -hmm. tight-knit. It's like a little bubble. But um, so not until recently, I didn't really sit down and think about how much of a huge decision that must have been for mom and dad and like how crazy they just like got up and left. Um, That in my itself gives me a lot of like, inspiration and i look up to them in a lot of ways seeing how they really went after what they wanted and even if it was the hardest thing like leaving their whole families like parents siblings cousins everyone 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 and they still went after what they wanted and wanted a better future for us not even what they wanted they wanted something for us um but in general yeah just leaving something that it's more like stepping out of your comfort zone that really taught me. And we've also done that now, like moving to Israel right. on our own. I'm sure right. We'll we get to individually that. made that decision ourselves. Yeah. Once we got to the 
the point of, you know, we were both 18. We both, I did a gap year. You did your version of a gap year, which was actually moving to Israel. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So the, the, the I, I don't guess, know if I answered your question. I kind of went off to a different direction. No, that's great. That's what uh, podcasts are meant to be. I'm new <laughs> to this world. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious when I actually get people who are new to podcasting or just in general recording, they put the headphones on and start recording and I started singing Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's great <laughs> stuff. If you guys have never done any recording, it's a lot of fun to hear I yourself. I mean, we did recording when we were younger. Okay, let's talk to that point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's it's go through all our different avenues of creativity because I think that's also a big thing that runs in our family. 100%. Is the the drive to just find new creative things to do. And mm-hmm. I think it comes a lot from our dad and a lot from our mom as well that we got a yeah, lot 100%. of encouragement growing up for everything. So if I you could actually talk just to that. came back from a meeting, like a work meeting, and mm-hmm. I'm a makeup artist. Um, yeah, if uh, you want makeup, hit uh, me up at Gal Me Up. Ooh, that little plug in. Gal, gal Me Up on Instagram. <laughs> hit that up. Um, anyway, linked in the show notes. At my meeting, she was like asking about me and my life and everything. And I mentioned how my whole life has just been arts. And a lot of that has to do with my upbringing. My m- dad's a photographer. My mom's a graphic designer. You were in drama and now all this. And Gabriel is director, filmmaker, everything. And then she, everyone, every time I tell them, they're like, oh, wow. And it's funny because to us, it's so like second nature. Well, yeah, it's, it's our life. So we're it kind of literally, used to it. Literally, our life revolves around that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's funny seeing r- people's reactions sometimes. But I think it's awesome. Like, it's very different than other families. Like, for example, Yoni, my boyfriend, Abby's friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's another story for you guys. <laughs> um, his family's like very intellectual and into science and everything and just like even talking about the differences between our families it's it's so crazy and wild right right so cool how to just make this more relevant for listeners who maybe didn't have the same upbringing that we had Mm -hmm. what kind of values do you think you can pinpoint that we grew up with uh that we could maybe pass on to a listener that maybe didn't have those parents who were creative and exploring different avenues for whatever it may be um something that mom always told me that has really really stuck with me throughout the years is um like setting your mind to a goal and after starting something to finish it even if like in the middle of it you realize that it's not for you and you don't necessarily like it it's like closing the circle finishing on a good note and then moving on I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean like stay somewhere where it's like bad for you if it's harming you in any way or something not good. But once you start something and I, I'm really like this, I'll finish it. And even if it's any, like... Any anecdote you want to share? Any anecdote? I can't think of anything off the top to of To relate to it? I don't know. Um, if not, it's fine. I'll think of something. Okay. Oh, it put me on the spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, just when you start something, finish it. Oh, I have one. Okay, Ooh, look at that. Go. That was quick. Okay, I remember when I was younger, I used to be really, really into gymnastics, like very heavily. I remember. Everyone yeah. else listening doesn't, but I remember. Yeah, so I was maybe at the age of 12, I was doing around like 30 hours a week, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the middle of it, I was like, you know, doing a lot of competitions, Russian coaches, they can be really intense. And at one point, I was just so tired of it and I wanted a social life and everything. And I, I like it was in the middle of the year and I only had a few competitions left to finish it off. And I was very much debating, like, if I should just quit and stop and, like, ugh, just 
just, you know, be done with it. Mm -hmm. But mom, she's like, you're not finishing it. You're finishing at least the year and then you'll decide. And then I finished the year. I did another competition and then I moved up a level and then, then I went on for another year and another year. And who knows where I've been if I didn't do that gymnastics. Like gymnastics gave me so much and a lot of self-discipline I got from that. And thanks to that, I'm like a perfectionist in a lot of ways, but it's given me like great opportunities. But um, in general, if it wasn't for mom, like who pushed me to finish that year, then I wouldn't have, you know, kept going at it and realized the love I had for it and how much it wouldn't have given me what it gave me. So I think that's one thing I learned from mom. Okay. Yeah. Start something. You got to yeah. have some closure with it, whatever, whichever way it may be. I guess that also relates to dad. Like, mm -hmm. you know, he's been a photographer his whole life and he stuck to that. Like, it's very hard being an artist. Right. And sticking to that and wanting to pursue that as a career, not just as a hobby, I think is crazy hard. Maybe a little easier now when we have platforms like Instagram and podcasts and so many more platforms to express your art. But there's also a lot more competition and photography sure. in general. Sure. Like, if you guys remember years ago, it was just like, you know, there wasn't a such thing as an iPhone. You, you had to actually know how to use, use a, a camera. camera. Which is something we know. How to yeah, we do. know how to use a camera, and then yeah. we just see iPhones kind of with a click of a button no, taking iPhones that. No, iPhones are great, but yeah, I'm not. It's I'm funny. not shitting. Dad doesn't know how to use an iPhone at it's all. It's because he has his very he shaky shakes. hands with yeah. bigger, like professional cameras. The weight of the camera removes that shake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the whole. I'm not hating on iPhones at all. It's the whole notion of how that it's changed the whole. World. It's changed the whole world of photography because you have such high quality images that are coming out of any phone it doesn't have to necessarily be an iphone the level of detail that has to go into knowing the different uh iso you know the the different no nooks and crannies yeah, of sure. photography uh people it's don't just, need to know that anymore yeah, it just people, does it automatically it's yeah it goes over like everyone don't even know what that means only the photography buffs <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh exactly so so it's it's very interesting how you know with technology evolving art can also transform For sure. um and i want to make that transition since you bring up dad as well um both our parents growing up this is for the listeners a little background um they never really had a nine to five job never uh, routine ever so like maybe a few years dad when he like was working in mexico at that store he had but like, like very... you were four, you did not remember that. Like, I think no, that... I'm even saying before they were married. Yeah, exactly. So all this was way before we were born. That maybe my dad went into that whole life, um, and then it ended up being that he he pursued this constant uh, self discipline of pursuing different projects and being creative and doing different things. Uh, and I think that I mean it's clearly given us the whole like if you ask me right now, do I see myself in a Nine to five. Uh, nine to five. It, it's it's very much uh, for now kind of thought. Yeah, I feel like the out of, out of the three of us, me, you, and Gabriel, I feel like the only one who's very much had a nine to five and not really a nine to five is me, but not even like also that had to do with the arts. Like I was, you know, working in makeup and also being a dance teacher and dancing right. at parties. It wasn't necessarily a nine to right. five. Yeah, I guess you could call it mini jobs that weren't necessarily yeah i the only thing yeah i mean i had the uh i worked as, as a, a real waiter. estate oh. real estate sales person uh but that was only for 
two months yeah. because Corona came in and uh, and you understood that nine to fives are so not yeah for it, us. <laughs> it's a very routine type of lifestyle and I think from that comes a lot of uh, self understanding that even if there is this routine you know I'm not hating on the nine to five life yeah hundred percent wow I applaud them yeah it's very very tough to really be in the same loop because over and over if if you make your nine to five, a passion of yours or a hobby or whatever it may be, and you're able to succeed from it financially. Well, that's the whole challenge of it, doing the same thing over and over again, making right. it interesting for yourself. To right, so going. that's what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. it's kudos to all those people that actually managed 100%. to do that uh, because you have to reinvent the, the spark that comes out of it. Uh, I read a book that actually, I don't even remember who it was, but I, I listened to someone say that you should not, uh, actually pursue your passion as your job mm-hmm. because then, then you lo- start hating on it exactly you, you start but you losing. know what that reminds me of we went to an arts high school mm-hmm. and um i did dance abby did drama and my older brother gabriel did uh film and i maybe you can relate to this i don't know when i was dancing like after i quit gymnastics i started dancing you know for fun and then i went to this high school for dance and you were getting graded on dance which like kind of you know it's a weird aspect almost you get graded on something you love and you know how do you necessarily even grade ballet and modern and all these things and it really sometimes took a toll on the love that you had for the art getting like a number and the whole the whole idea of grades I don't necessarily agree with but yeah once you turn your love of art into something that is looked in a different perspective it definitely changes the love for it right yeah and i think i mean we can transition to the whole education topic yeah um i think if anything that also occurred with us with uh religion when we went to jewish religious school oh that's we sure. with me right over when we were now. graded for prayer or we were graded yeah. for you know uh biblical studies anything uh, just the general notion of applying a grade to something, mm-hmm. uh, for me at least, it removes the drive to explore it further. Me too, 100%. It's almost like, you know, when you got uh, book reports right. at school and you were like, oh, I don't want to read this book. I don't want to read a book. And it was like a great book. Like, right. you know, if I were to read it outside of school, it would be amazing and super interesting. But then the second you have to like write an essay about it and like dissect it and really, you know, like mm-hmm. get into the nitty-gritty it was so annoying and it was just like ugh, why do you take the all the the fun fun away (laughs) yeah basically just uh school huh (laughs) as we're starting (laughs) (laughs) and now for all the listeners an update on school yeah we should give them an update of how much i've uh attached myself to your life (laughs) yeah so (laughs) we are now studying in the same degree uh, we are going into uh, IDC in Herzliya. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be studying business entrepreneurship, yep, yep. and we are in the same uh, math pre uh, program. Prerequisite. Prerequisite before you get into the thing. course. Uh, so we're currently there, and depending on when you're listening to this, uh, we might already be in our degree or already done. I don't know Whoa. how far back you're listening to this episode. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So we're we're going to the degree together. And I think a lot of it stems from, you know, what we just spoke about, that we, we did grow up with this entrepreneurial background. And, and you know, it wasn't always easy. Like, I, I I frame it in a way where it's like, oh, yeah, we our parents were creative and pursuing their own different hobbies. But yeah. we, we had a lot of times when we, we, you know, it was very tough for mom and dad. Well, uh, still, you Creatively, know. you know. Being an artist is not, it's not easy. Right. 
And like even still, like you know, they still struggle. Like if it wasn't for like other jobs that they found along the exactly. way, like yeah, along the way, they f- they f- you have to find different things to keep you afloat. If your passion isn't the one that's uh, yeah having it, and like who knows, you know, dad and mom, maybe they would have kept going more at their art even more if they didn't necessarily focus their whole jobs into just being solely a photographer or solely a graphic designer. Because right. if when you think about it now, like. They have stopped a little bit doing that because they've been doing different jobs in real estate and other things. But um, who knows? Maybe like you said, that you shouldn't, and what you said about something you heard, that you shouldn't make your passion your job. Right. Right. And I think also going to that point um, where, you know, if you're listening to this and you're in your 50s, 60s or whatever, you know, older than me, you can always kind of look back and even we can do it right now. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, had I done this, I would have maybe been, you know, if I kept going with acting, yeah. then maybe I'd be acting like some of my friends back in high school and well, Netflix series. Well, the most natural thing to do to look past and be like, oh, what if, what if. Right. But so th- the point I want to get to, uh, which I hear always uh, Gary V mention, is you would never know the what if. So fuck it yeah like who cares like you just focus on the actionable things that you can do right now in the moment to Mm -hmm. improve your situation whether it be oh actually you know let's go with that acting example that i was referring to earlier you know i studied acting in high school finished high school completely left it like i haven't done any acting since had i done it you know maybe i could be doing voiceovers or acting or whatever but like i said fuck it it's not what happened if right now, you know, that I have all the all these years that I haven't done acting and I want to go back to it, what can I do now? You yeah. know, it's it's pick it up where I left off. Or... I think what happens a lot to people, mm-hmm. and I can say so myself as well, like this is happening as we speak, is that when you leave something for a while and something you loved, sometimes it's scary going back to it. Like you're like, no, like I used to be good at it, but I won't be good now and I'm like in a different place. Like, you know what, like, bottom line is, if it makes you feel good, like, you should just do it. Mm-hmm. And you should find the time to do it. If that means five minutes, ten minutes, two hours of the day, you should make a schedule, be organized, and figure yourself out to be able to allow yourself to do that. For example, me at the moment, I was in the army. I put makeup aside for, like, two and a half, three years. And uh, now I'm finally, you know, on the weekend is one of my first shoots. And I'm excited, you know, it's fun, but it's definitely like intimidating. I'm like, what if I just don't know how to, you know, put makeup on someone's face all of a sudden, (laughs) which is like obnoxious. Of course I will know. And like, whatever, if she doesn't look amazing, amazing, like I'll figure it out. I'll do touch ups and all that stuff. Okay. So, but that applies to I like where you're going with this. The I'll figure it out. The uh, resilience to failure. Mm hmm. What do you think, I mean, aside for maybe failing a lot of times, which I know we both have done yeah, um, in many different things, uh, what do you think can kind of uh, be relatable or, you know, some, some skill or, or thing that you tell yourself when you encounter failure or when you encounter challenge, whatever? Um, that's making me laugh because uh, over the, the past week I've been crying and crying over math. <laughs> yeah abby's way better than math yes i've said it once i'll say it again (laughs) um 
I'm not a math person. I don't necessarily enjoy it. Um, so we, as we said, we're just doing this uh, math preparatory. Preparatory, yeah. Did I say that? Is that a word? Yeah. I don't know. English, Spanish, and Hebrew in my head is too much. Mm-hmm. Um, the prerequisite we need to do in order to get into university, we've been doing this course. And it's like pretty easy stuff, you know, stuff we've learned in high school. But um, I haven't touched math in, what, four years? And also when I did look at it, it wasn't like I really studied it and liked it and that. And I get stressed. Like I'm very much a perfectionist, as I mentioned before. And the second I don't get something right, I just freak out. And I get anxious and stressed. And I'm saying this to others, but also saying it to myself. It was just like, take a breath. Like, everything's okay, and try it again. Mm -hmm. And, like, keep doing that until you get it, because eventually you'll get it. And, like, it really does happen. Like, after I sit for an hour and do a problem that I didn't understand, maybe 40 minutes ago, like, I'll eventually get to it, or I'll have you explain it, or, you know. Yeah, and I think I also want to add, a lot of times, you know, math is a great example because it's uh, primitive and everyone kind of went through it in some form or or another. I'm Um, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) no it's a great example uh i think before a great skill that could develop your own uh drive to figure something out to discover Mm -hmm. something is let's you know let's assume right now you're going to do a question for you know we have a midterm coming up tomorrow yeah you're going to do a question you didn't figure out right away you know you get frustrated you're like oh my god how do i do it you go on our group chat didn't even figure it out the doing it again before you ask or before you you know you ask me that gives you a certain element of like okay acknowledging that you fucked up and didn't do it right Mm -hmm. but giving yourself the credit that trying one more time before someone spoon feeds you uh even a push or or a response in society nowadays that's very hard to do Mm -hmm. because we I mean, I myself can say this about myself. I feel like we're living in a world that everything is really in front of your eyes and you, mm-hmm. with a click of a button, you can get answers to anything and everything's so fast paced. And like, you know, we watch YouTube videos on times 1.5 speed, one, two speed. If you're uh, my boyfriend <laughs> or you, I like 1.5 speed. <laughs> but, um, you know, everything's so quick and moving quickly and quickly. Maybe and someone's listening to the podcast. Yeah, probably, speed. you know, maybe. <laughs> sorry if I talk too slow. But um, yeah, everything's super fast and... What was I saying? Now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> See, I'm like on to the next topic. <laughs> you were talking about the whole concept of, you know, when you get something wrong, you yeah. right away want So the- I myself, the second I get something wrong, I get so frustrated and I like start freaking out. I was like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's really like taking a breath, like telling yourself you're fine and then you'll, uh, you know, just do it again. And like I'm saying this now and I know in like two hours from now I'm going to be crying over a problem. Abby's going to be like, Kelly, you said an hour ago, like calm down and breathe. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to be like, shut up. But um, it's what you have to do, you know, to get through. And like that applies to so many things you do in life. Like who you're not, you're never going to be perfect at something right away. Mm -hmm. Um, It only, it's like practice makes perfect. Right. So it's, it's the, it's, it almost, you can't even get to perfect if you are yeah i don't think perfect exists well forget the (laughs) metaphorical notion of perfect Mm -hmm. i think the more the concept that i want to connect to more is that if you jump out for someone to give you the answer i mean again we're using math but this could be applied to anything right yeah for sure um if you jump out for advice or uh the answer to whatever problem that you need 
then yeah, okay, someone might give it to you and you'll get to the solution faster, but then you'll lose the actual growth and journey that it took you to explore it. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying this and I know there's a counter argument of like, oh, well, what about, you know, looking for mentors and learning and educating yourself? Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, there's, there's always a, a smart shortcut that you want to take to acquire knowledge, but you also have to give yourself credit. Is that necessarily a shortcut? I feel like that's even almost an add-on, you know. Right. So, yeah, I'm saying smart shortcut, and, and I'm, shortcut kind of has a negative connotation. That's why I want to add the mm. the smart shortcut, because I think it, it's good, you know. I just don't really have another word for shortcut. Like, it's a, yeah. you know, you want to get to your, you know, problem or whatever answer uh, quicker. And having mentors and having teachers to give you that knowledge, a lot of times is actually the right approach. Yeah, 100%. Um, but what I want to focus, because, uh, you know, you mentioned this point of, you know, eat right away, jump and want to find the answer and then if not you you do the metaphorical whining or crying and, and mm -hmm. upset at yourself or whatever metaphorical or real i don't know it's very real guys <laughs> um, i might sound nice right now but <laughs> when i cry over a math problem don't get near me <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah <laughs> it's true this is why i have this scar here oh yeah uh huh that's yeah. our dog we, just have a, we got a cute puffy scratching like crazy right um <laughs> hugo the husky follow him on instagram <laughs> there's the plug <laughs> wow uh, we're so uh, crazy huh? <laughs> yeah okay uh where was i yeah i was saying you have to give yourself you know aside from just you know pursuing mentorship and pursuing uh guidance there's also the giving yourself the credit i can figure this out yeah and i think both of us have had that mentality of i can figure this out with a lot of different things that we've done for sure um you know, your makeup, you know, all the different avenues that we've individually taken. Mm -hmm. uh, the listeners know a little bit about my glasses already. Yeah. Um, but it's it's that patience towards your abilities in order to properly succeed and yeah, see things sure. through. Uh, and, you know, we're going full circle to your point that you made about going for full circle. You know, yeah. you have to focus on, you know, you want to achieve a goal. And then focus on the abilities you have. Mm -hmm. I need to develop some abilities. So maybe seek that mentorship yeah. to, you know, develop the abilities. Mentorship or even just personal learning, textbook, YouTube. So you know that's something important to mention mm -hmm. about goals. Something that happens also to me and I can uh, like so say that it happens to so many people is that people set goals and like, you know, you want to have an end goal. You want to have uh, big goals, but don't just do that. Like you set little goals for yourself because... You're never going to, you know, reach the major goal that you want. Like, you know, my ultimate goal is to m start my own makeup brand. But, you know, it's not going to happen from a week till now, mm -hmm. a year. You know, it's going to take years. And I understand that. Now, my smaller goals is to maybe become a good makeup artist, to work in this people, these and this and this and this and learn how to do this. I have smaller goals. So then one day I can maybe achieve my bigger one. And I think that's very important. And reachable goals is what people have to set mm -hmm. and be realistic with yourself as well all right that's why when you also start a workout plan uh you start with yeah, actually small. it being easy for you mm -hmm. so then you get into the routine of doing it and slowly you start adding and then you surpass your you know part that would have been challenging on the first day uh -huh. you're slowly adding on these uh these extra challenges yeah for sure uh cool so, okay, what are some practical, aside for setting, you know, small goals, practical, like either having an agenda or, or you, I don't know if you're getting my question here, practical 
that snippets helps. that actually you put into your everyday life uh aside from just kind of saying it into the air yeah do you have any apps um Shoot. yeah so i really like bullet journaling i don't know if people know what that is Please i'm getting get into uh, that. more into that now mm-hmm. but it's also it's basically just an artistic way <laughs> of doing it like a planner or a journal mm-hmm. um if literally if you look up bullet journaling on youtube you'll see a thousand thousand different videos of like these girls just drawing beautiful crazy things in a journal and you know making monthly planners monthly calendars weekly calendars and stuff it takes a lot of time if you want to do it like the way they do it but the whole idea of it is very very simple it has like a legend and a few different symbols and then you can migrate things and just a very visual way of seeing your okay. month, week, and days. And this can this be done purely on paper or also? Yeah, you can just do it on a notebook. Like mm-hmm. I would wouldn't recommend doing it on uh, any digital thing. Okay. But um, I like doing that. I'm slowly getting more into it because it takes a lot of time. You know, making it pretty if you want to make it pretty. Um, but other than that, just writing down schedules like hourly and sticking to it. Um, really like today is one of been the, one of the first days I've really been doing that and sticking to it and it's like very much cleared my head and helped me. It's like, I'm very much in the transition phase of finishing the army and starting my own life where like in the army, you know, every day was down to the hour. Like I knew what I was doing, Mm -hmm. if that was a break or actually doing things. And all of a sudden I'm like in the real world now where I have to make my own schedule, which is definitely, definitely hard. And I've found it very challenging. But, you know, slowly and it's also like doing these things that I'm saying, like making hourly schedules, sticking to the plan. And if you don't reach the hour that you like, you know, wanted to work out or wanted to eat, then change the schedule to adjust it. Don't just like throw out the piece of paper where you wrote down your schedule. Um, But yeah. Also, drink water. I didn't drink water before. It changes your life, I swear. <laughs> I uh, okay. bought this new water bottle, and it has a straw, so it makes me drink. <laughs> and it's a liter. And I literally drink four liters a day. It's nuts, nuts, nuts. And I used to be really tired. I had, like, anemia and all these, like, you know, vitamin deficiencies. And I swear to God, I'm not taking any vitamins, and I feel so much better. I swear to God, it's the water. So drink your water. <laughs> Side point to that. I don't know if this happened to you. It definitely happened to you. What am I saying? Whenever something happens in the army, even if you're you broke your leg, the medic is always yeah, going to say drink just water. drink water. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the go-to fixes army, everything. Uh, medics. Drink that's water. Another topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drink water and here's the band-aid and not yeah, <laughs> that was that was the the gist of things. Um, cool. Okay, and for all the different you know hobbies and. Uh, more professional things that you've gone into. Mm-hmm. Who are some people that you're following that could maybe spark uh, creativity or uh, some sort of uh, inspiration well, for other people? Yeah, whether it be in the makeup world, entrepreneurship world, any people that I can link below that are currently inspiring you or books or anything. Oh my God, there's this one that I'm obsessed with and I don't know why I'm blanking on her name. Um just a bunch of people i don't even know someone i find very very inspiring even though he's she i don't know what she goes by but uh very out there is jeffree star um the whole story they have like she he <laughs> i don't know what to say um he has a bunch of things on his youtube ex- describing his story very well done videos he's basically a makeup artist youtuber has his own makeup brand someone i really like and enjoy he's very entertaining <laughs> as well um 
but he started from nothing, literally nothing, and has now made a multi-million dollar company, which I think is very, very inspiring to see. Um, who else can I think of? There's so many. I okay. Well, maybe maybe if uh, the names coming aren't coming up right now, yeah, I can't later on it. you can look up your people you're subscribed to and whatnot, and you can send them over, and I will link them below. Hundred percent. Check down in the description, and I'll link. Uh, Especially for makeup, some good plugs, and also just uh, life inspiration people. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, anything else that you think that you'd want to add uh, to the platform for dreamers? Seeing as this platform is a dreamer, dreamer talks. So, do you want to yeah. add something uh, that we haven't covered, or s- just a message for the listeners? Um, like I said, you have a dream. Go for it. Do it. You know, be determined and just start your journey and finish it. Even if that means not like if you didn't, you had a specific picture in your head of where you wanted to be when it finished and that's not how it turned out. That's fine. Like, you know, every start has a finish and you can't necessarily jump to that end chapter of a book because that right. would ruin the whole story. So um, enjoy the the whole journey of you getting to the finishing chapter but also be prepared to like you know pick up a new book and read different things and maybe even you know sprinkle a little at the same time as you're reading a book and don't just focus on one thing i would say really go out there and look at other things you enjoy and don't focus a hundred percent of your time into one specific thing because you never know if that's gonna be the one and only thing you want to focus your life around and i think I mean, now that you have, you know, said in this brief, like smaller sentence, I think the coming to a close sometimes doesn't even have to be the completion or yeah. success of it. You know, you sometimes have to know when to come to a close and calling it a failure, but yeah, learning from it. It comes back to the smaller goals. Like you right. achieve one of those tiny little small goals that you set, if that was a drinking four liters of water in a day or, you know, working out three times a week that week and you reached it and that's one of the goals you want to get to you know celebrate that's awesome and then reach the next goal like keep setting those goals Mm -hmm. for yourself cool yeah all right well awesome and uh how can people reach you uh personal and makeup and facebook whatever you want to be reached at if they want to look you up yeah so my personal instagram is galia underscore volkovich and my makeup instagram that's where you know my work stuff is is at gal me up so if you want to be uh galled up <laughs> follow <laughs> both will be linked below yeah sounds good and uh cool well it's been a pleasure and mm. uh we basically live together so <laughs> i'm here a lot <laughs> i'm not even gonna say goodbye uh but thank you everyone for listening we're gonna study math yeah uh thank you for listening <laughs> and <laughs> You're not letting me come to a conclusion here. I know. I just don't want to start math. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come to a close for yeah. your, have for to your start. goals. <laughs> First, you have to start your goals. I'm like shutting that window before it even opens. <laughs> well, um, uh, yeah. So <laughs> where was I? <laughs> you were thank saying you. goodbye. <laughs> I was saying goodbye. Yeah. So they, thank you, everyone, for listening. If yeah. you stayed and listened to us till the end. Um, I really appreciate you guys checking out the podcast and if you enjoyed this interview or didn't enjoy the interview well then you should check out other interviews because you <laughs> might enjoy those uh nah. no but seriously um 
I, there's a lot of other uh, people that I've had on the show and that I will have in the future. And the whole point is to have people who can share practical skills and, in general, their story of their dream and hoping to inspire you to pursue your own or just practical skills for life. So, yeah, hope you've enjoyed and uh stay tuned maybe next time i'll uh pass math fail math you never know you have to keep listening <laughs> for sure yeah stay tuned for that one i hope you enjoyed this episode of dreamer talks i'd love to have you back again next week so make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a review of what you thought of the podcast i'd really like the input to make this podcast as engaging and entertaining as possible so once again a big thank you and i'll see you next week Thank, Thank you, you for, for watching, watching and, and keep, keep on, on dreaming. dreaming. <laughs>